Yo, what's going on, y'all? This is Two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blur, baby. Word to the Blur with Two and Cal. You know how we do it. This is the DC edition. So not yeah. only did y'all cats get one on Sunday, you getting one on Tuesday. So for that being said, happy new comic book day. Happy new DC comic book day. Tomorrow, Wednesday, February 1st. That After that, that's like, what, 17 more days until the, your man's birthday? But for, yeah. uh, tomorrow, February 1st is Marvel, Boom, and all that other, other comic book companies. That's when they're coming out. So it's about to be a good week, man. And we, shit, so far, so good. You feel me? Yeah, but we we bring you this episode today because some, some big things happened with uh, DC Studios today. So James Gunn has officially announced, I guess, part of the first chapter of what this Gods new and monsters this new DC studio is going to look like, and it's titled Gods and Monsters. The the initial first chapter. So he released uh, some information about about maybe four movies and three tv shows or that like i we have a listing of them but um yeah i mean i should should we read them off and go in order and i could sort of like read off a little information about them or how do you sure. want to i got you so i got um if you look if you guys look on our instagram i also posted it um but what i will do is i will read off the, we'll well, start i have, off the, with the, I have the information okay go so i'll i'll say Waller and you could just talk about Waller, right and we'll go you know well no i uh, just like the page I'm reading off, it was just better if I just. Oh, copy, do your thing, my boy. So yeah, um, so it seems from the movie side, we are getting a the first off would be a Superman movie, titled Superman Legacy. Legacy. Yeah, and that's set to open July 11th, 2025, and it seems it will mar- mark the official start of the DC universe, and it won't be an origin story. It'll be more so about Superman. Balancing his Kryptonian heritage along with his human upbringing. Um, as we all know, Superman is the embodiment of truth, justice, the American way. And he's uh, this movie is going to be about him sort of him trying to find a world that's not as old fashioned as, you know, as maybe as, as we'd expect Superman to live in. And, you know, he's he's a symbol of kindness and he's living in a world that thinks kindness is a bit old fashioned. James Gunn is writing the film. Yeah, he uh, said he's he's uh he's in the video. He said he was having a lot of fun writing it. So you know when a creator's having fun writing the project, then you know it's gonna come out pretty good. Yeah, so that's that should be the first to sort of kick off the the DC cinematic universe. And that, like I said, that's July eleventh, twenty twenty five. Um. And then they said that should lead right into the authority, which is a bit more of an obscure title, but I I'm sure comp- certain complex people will know. Yeah. Our and, father. Um, oh, my bad. Go ahead, Kay. There you go. You can go. I was saying that um our father, the OG blurred Johnny Montero. Um, he has been reading the authority since forever. I remember when the authority first came out, uh, when Khalid and I were kids, um, on image comic books. I think this is before. DC Comics had uh, bought them up, pretty much bought up their whole property along with Wildstone. Uh, what was it? Wild, Wildstorm yeah. Comics, which is where the Wildcats and Grifter and them come from. But I say all that to say it that, says here. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, the authority comes from Wildstorm. Okay, so they come from Wildstorm. So with that, that's a Wildstorm was uh absorbed from DC Comic Books, and so now DC Comic Books is using all of their characters. So. You see, if you guys have read uh, Tom King and Tim Seeley's Grayson Run, you'll see Midnighter. 
who is part of that, who is like their version of Batman. Uh, there's the Apollo, who is like their version of Superman. Uh, and those two characters are actually uh, boyfriend and boyfriend. They go out. Uh, they're actually of the community and they go out. And just seeing like that, I didn't understand or appreciate that love story up until, you know, I got older and I started reading some of the comic books. But I am curious to see how it's going to look on the big screen. So big shout out to the authority. Um, like I said, our father's a big fan. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on with that. Yeah, this this was definitely one of the projects that took me by surprise. Um, just just wouldn't expect it. You would like you would think that maybe this would be a DC Elseworld, but the fact that they're bringing it into the DC Cinematic Universe is going to be interesting. But I have a quote about it. Um, he said, "Gunn spoke at length." This is the inf- some of the information I'm reading off comes from the Variety. So a number of outlets were invited yesterday to the Warner Brothers Studio lot, where James Gunn pretty much showed everyone a good portion of the first phase of um the the DC cinematic universe. And he said it isn't just a story of heroes and villains and not every movie and TV show is going to be about good guy versus bad guy. There are people that are very questionable, like the authority, who basically believe that you can't fix the world in an easy manner and they take things into their own hands. And I think I think this is very interesting because it coming right after Superman, who's is very altruistic character who has a very set of rules and strict morals i think this could lead to superman coming into conflict with the authority and who knows could maybe set up a justice league film or maybe a superman sequel where it's superman versus the authority or something like that now fun fact um just off the just off of that and and it makes sense that they're making a big push for the authority because for the past couple like i said the past couple years i would say as smooth as about maybe like 10 years the authority characters have been in DC comic books. As I said earlier, they've been absorbed. But one of the biggest things that's going to come out from that is just... Uh... Oh, sorry. I say all that to say is that they were pushing the authority in the comic book realm. So they do have a Superman and the authority, which is like a black label Elseworld story. And then um, when in action comics currently, Superman went to Warworld and he brought the authority with them. So it's guys like... Anybody that's a comic book fan, which I'm pretty sure is you guys, is gonna enjoy this. This is this is greatness, you know. Like I just wish, and I I speak about this man all the time, John Schnepp. If he was around to, to see this, you know, just James Gunn taking over DC and just seeing where everything is going, I, I'm excited for him, you know. And it's ah, oh, R.I.P. John Schnepp. Sorry. Yeah. Followed by that, uh, which one I'm really excited about is Brave and the Bold which will be a Batman movie that will introduce Damian Wayne as Robin. So I'm pretty excited about that. And it's um, influenced by the Grant Morrison uh, Batman run. That was a great run. That was actually a really great run. Um, Grant Morrison, sorry. just I want to make sure that I give you guys some context about all the stuff that James Gunn is doing. Um, Grant Morrison, great writer, amazing Batman writer. The story that Khalid is talking about takes place right before like the new 52 um takes place right before rebirth and all that which is oh great stories off of that but i say all that to say um alan morrison is just grant morrison is just amazing um he was the one that that brought damien into the forefront in the son of batman storyline um he actually (laughs) killed off damien wayne for a minute and brought him back i think peter j tomasi actually brought him back oh man he's he's an amazing writer great British cat um won the Eisner Awards a bunch of times 
So the fact that they're borrowing off of his writing, kudos. Yeah, and it's also said that um this will introduce the Bat family. Gunn said um first among them is Robin, who is returning fully to live action movies for the first time since 1997's ill-fated feature Batman and Robin. So who knows? Maybe we can get a Nightwing appearance, Red Hood, maybe something that could set them up in for their own movies if if, if they decide to do that. But Not gonna lie, I mean, if we should go. have we should have hints as to past Robins and you know maybe what Dick Grayson's doing that could lead to the various solo projects for those characters. Not gonna lie to you, I um I would have loved to see Dick Grayson now, and see what they would have what they would have done with him in the movies. But bringing out Damian Wayne, I would definitely say it's about time. Um, given the fact that we got our first live action Tim Drake currently, yeah. so bring bringing Damian Wayne it makes sense, you know. And then you got Kara Kelly in the in the TV show, so you're you're pretty much getting the Robins out there. Yeah, and I'm I, I'm glad with this approach. I don't mind them not doing Dick. I've seen Dick. We've seen him in Titans. We've seen him in the cartoons or whatever. I'm I'm kind of fine with it with them doing this because I've. I've always been saying I feel like movies don't let their superheroes age up a bit. Mm-hmm. And really, I like now we really get to see them as parents. Like, I think it's a really cool story to see Batman as a father. You know, what does that look like on the big screen? So uh, this is probably the one I think I might be the most excited about. And also just like, how do you differentiate this Batman from the other Batmans we've seen? It's always it's always exciting how they try to reinvent Batman cinematically. So I'm excited for this one. I they haven't said if this one has a writer yet or when it's coming out, but if I had to guess, maybe 2026, 2027. And then followed by this, we have Superman Woman of Tomorrow, which is based on Tom Supergirl. King's comic book. Oh, yeah, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, based on Tom King's uh run of the same title from 2021 to 2022. So Superman, Woman of Tomorrow features Superman's cousin, Kara Zor-El, who, as Gunn explained, is a very different type of Superman, Supergirl. We see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he's an infant, versus Supergirl, who was raised on a rock chip off of Krypton and watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life. Gunn called this Supergirl much more hardcore Though King's series also involves Crypto, the super dog. So what are your thoughts on that one? I'm actually, I've read a bit of that series when Tom, because Tom King is one of my favorite writers. Um, You heard me guys mention him talking about uh, when he wrote for Dick Grayson, when he was a super spy. Um, I enjoyed his run on Batman. I enjoyed his run on, uh, did he write Adam Strange? Yeah, I think he did Adam Strange and he did uh, The Human Target, which Pops is reading currently. And I know Dad is enjoying that. So anything that he's doing and anything that's based on his work, I, I, I find it really amazing. And just seeing a new take on Supergirl, because when you, in the original comic books in the Silver Age, Supergirl doesn't have to go through that problem that Kali just uh, described. He immediately crashed, she immediately crashed lands to Earth. And Superman finds her and puts her in a in an orphanage, <laughs> which is kind of interesting because it's like you have your first blood relative and you put her in an orphanage. But um, then you have where Supergirl was a alien angel and all this other thing. So this is a really a fresh new take. I'm interested to seeing what they're gonna borrow from that storyline, and um, it's gonna be dope. I can't wait. Nice. So really followed by that, we have. 
Swamp Thing. Easily the most extreme of Gunn and Saffron's conviction to diversify the DCU, Swamp Thing will investigate the dark origins of Swamp Thing, Saffron said through the prism of horror. By way of explaining further, Gunn referenced the initial reactions to Guardians of the Galaxy joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe and initial questions about how Rocky Raccoon would work standing next to Thor. That mashup quality would wind up being one of the highlights of Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, Gunn argued. Gunn said they're one upping that approach with Swamp Thing. This is much more of a horrific film, but we'll still have Swamp Thing interact with the other characters. He added, oh, "Swamp Thing makes sense. I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised about Swamp Thing. You had to give it a try, you know, because you had such a successful TV show that they canceled after one season, and everybody was heartbroken about it. Yeah, it was so pretty it much makes... like an episode, and they canceled it, which was annoying." And it, it started off really, really well. Like uh, the time, the episodes that I watched, because you know I'm not really into horror or things like that. And even as a character, Swamp Thing isn't somebody that catches my eye. Um, hmm. But just like I said, you got you were so successful with the TV show. The only reason why I didn't continue because it was expensive to house the the environment. You know what I mean? Because I think they they had certain like that set they had to do this. Uh, keep it a specific way and it got too expensive to keep it that way so if you're doing a movie in one shot it makes sense you know you prove that you can do it now and with and technology and things like that have definitely gone a step up since then even though it wasn't that long ago let's let's yeah. let's go for round two let's see what's going on so I'm, so I'm now we're we're on tv so first up is uh the animated series for hbo max it's called creature commandos which is the first project greenlit by Seraphim and Gunn, who has written every episode, and the show is actually already in production. The Creature Commandos were create create characters were first launched in 1980. The premise features Frankenstein's monster teaming up with a werewolf, a vampire, and a gorgon to fight Nazis in World War II. It doesn't appear that Gunn's version takes quite the same approach, but Weasel, one of the characters from Gunn's uh, 2021 film, The Suicide Squad, is one of the commandos along along with Rick Flagg's father, Rick Flagg Sr. So this is going to be an animation show. And it seems like that it does also link into this new DC Cinematic Universe because Gunn also said that the characters or the actors who voice these characters will also appear uh, in the live playing live action versions later on in the DC Universe. Which is pretty a good a good move. I mean, Marvel does that, so it makes sense. They don't actually. Well, not all of them, but I mean, when they did the what if. Yeah, but I think yeah. Then I think that's the contrast Gun was trying to say because uh, some of them didn't want to appear in what if because they had to do with contracts and stuff. So I think I was reading some of that Gun's doing this, so it just helps out with contracts just to do as soon as like all right. If you're gonna pay this animation character, you're also gonna play him in live action, or if you're gonna play them in live action there's a chance you could do it in in animation just so it helps with contracts so it's not like because some of these actors appear for certain appearances like oh i'm supposed to be in the mcu for four movies or four projects but then if you're asking me to be in what if how does that interfere with my other four projects and that's a different contract so i think this is them sort of nipping it in the bud uh their version of the dc wasp by saying okay these actors that we're going to cast will be the animation version, but will also appear live action. I I don't know much about 
Howling, oh, what's it? Creature Commandos. I'll yeah, definitely check it out. They released like a photo of it, how these these characters will look. So I'll, I'll check it out. Something to watch, and then maybe it'll lay some groundwork for the live action uh, DC DC uh, projects and things like that. But I don't really know what else to say. But we're gonna move into Waller. So it says with gun focus on Superman Legacy for the foreseeable future, season two of Peacemaker has been put on hold. Fuck. Oh, man. <laughs> Instead, Team Peacemaker will appear alongside Davis as a continuation of that show. Okay. Gunn said, which spoiler for season one of Peacemaker ended with Waller's daughter, Leota Adebayo, Ab- Ab- outing Task Force X and Waller's role return- running it to the world. Waller's well, running to the world. All right. Along with Crystal Henry, who was part of the DC writer's room, which is something I'll, I'll read about in a bit. DC writers room Waller, and it's also worth knowing that Crystal Henry was one of the writers who was involved with um, shit. I'm sorry, uh, the Watchmen TV show that was on HBO. So she's gonna be handling Waller. So her and Jeremy Carver, who created the beloved DC series Doom Patrol, which was recently canceled. So they're currently doing running as showrunners and writing the show. Um, and Sarah Fran has said that they're crushing it right now and. Uh, Games Gun said it's the greatest show ever, and they said both Creature Commanders and Waller are expected to debut before Superman Legacy. So it sounds like we'll get these two shows, Creature Commandos and Waller, before we get Superman. So maybe these shows will premiere 2024 or early 2025. I mean, I think we'll get Creature Commandos first because he said it's already in production. It's animation. He said he also said for Creature Commandos, the episodes are already written. So I'm sure they're just, you know, doing the animation, looking for cast members. So Creature Commanders, maybe 2024, next sometime next year, maybe. And then Waller, I think maybe beginning of 2024 and maybe spring or whenever before July. And then after that, well, what do you what do you think about um Wall? This is okay. I'll say this. This is where I'm a little confused because it seems like, uh, James Gunn's bringing his his Peacemaker squad into his new DC universe. So that's I think that's what people are a little confused about because they're saying, okay, so are you picking and choosing, or did is is your Suicide Squad kind of like the reboot of the DC universe because his Suicide Squad film wasn't necessarily connected to anything. Like, there was mentions about Superman because Idris Elba's character shot Superman. Right. But that technically could have been any Superman. It could be the Superman that we're going to see in 2025. So is he just saying, well, these these guys are part of the new DC universe? So, you know, and I think that's where people are confused about. And I'm a little confused about. So maybe sometime down the line, I would like further... Some clarification. Some clarification for sure. Maybe at Comic-Con or sometime soon. Um, but yeah, this this one I'm also excited about is Lanterns. Yes, yo. So yes, yo. They're talking about Lanterns being in the same vein of True Detective. Uh, really just focusing on two space cops. So if anyone sees True Detective, it's really just like a whole kind of mystery kind of show. It's a very dark kind of show, but I don't think Lanterns will be dark like that. But it says the, sh- the show will focus on two of the best known members of the Green Lantern Corps. Hal Jordan, the test pilot, first played by Ryan Reynolds, 
and John Stewart, an ex-Marine and one of DC's first black superheroes, investigate a mystery that Sarah, Fen- Sarah Friend said plays a really big lo- role leading us into the main story that we're telling across our film and television. So this is a very por- important show for us. This project is separate from the Green Lantern series that was being developed by Greg Berlanti for HBO Max, which is no longer moving forward. Greg's vision was more of a space opera. Our vision is much more true detective, terrestrial-based investigation show. So, and they said they're really going to put some money behind this and make this, you know, like a a quality event. You know what I mean? Like really important viewing. Those, Those shows are, I mean, space shows in general are truly expensive yeah um, so this is going to be expensive no no no. i know that but how long can you keep that up before it's like all right <laughs> truthfully i think with 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 this show i mean my guesses are if i was doing it what i would do is have maybe one season of this show mm-hmm. and then fold them into movies so the next time we see these characters are in movies mm-hmm. i would have this show be sort of the setup for the for the lantern core world and maybe the cosmic corner of the dc cinematic universe because honestly then, it makes sense to be if if it was a cartoon you could do a whole lot more versus if it's live action because with live action like i said it, it costs too much just to yeah just to they, get like a holographic thing to come up <laughs> that's like ten thousand yeah. dollars like what no and they mentioned that and they're gonna put money behind this so i mean they're talking about it being a huge quality of like a huge quality kind of thing and HBO puts money into their shows. Like, you know, you look at things like Game of Thrones. So I'm not really worried about it. If they say it's going to be quality, it's going to be quality. And I trust them. Is it? And but, he's also doing like a Themyscira show or something like that. Did I miss that? That's on the list. If you shut the fuck up and let me Fuck <laughs> you. So next we have Paradise Lost, which is a Game of Thrones-ish story. Sarah Efron said it is set on the island of Themyscira for the birth of Diana. It's really about the political intrigue behind a society of all women, added Gunn. How did that come about? What's the origin of an island of all women? What are the beautiful truths and the ugly truths behind all of that? And the scheming like between the different power players in the society. The provocative title recalls the, the Paradise Island Lost Complex series, authored by Phil Jimenez and George Perez, which followed a civil war on Themyscira. However, that run uh directly involved Wonder Woman. So this this sounds cool. I always thought like a, a Themis Garrett based show would be cool. And I remember early on, maybe a year or two ago, they had announced that Patty Jenkins was um developing like an Amazon's kind of show. So maybe they sort of thought about that idea and sort of just ran with it like that. But um this this sounds cool. I'm excited for this. Nah same. This is gonna be something truly amazing. Yeah. And one that I didn't expect, but I guess does make sense because it's James Gunn is Booster Gold, which allows the DC cinematic universe to fully stretch into outright comedy. While he may not be familiar to casual fans of DC, the character also known as Mike Carter is a fan favorite among devoted readers sarah friend called booster a loser from the future who uses basic future technology to come back to today and pretend to be a superhero in the 25th century mike is a disgraced former football star who uses a time machine on display in the metropolis space museum you know what that sounds about right that i mean that's how they did it in the comics this is one show i'm not sure if i'm truly looking forward to because i'm not a big fan of booster gold in general 
No, I feel that. I'm not. I'm not either. But honestly, I'll probably end up watching it once I see, hear Facts. more, see more about it. You know what I mean? I'll probably be like, all right, like I fuck with this. You know, I go with you on that. But yeah, it, it seems like it's also worth noting that um, they also said this. Me, do you remember what I said before? But elsewhere, Elseworlds titles. Yeah, you uh, bat the Batman Joaquin Phoenix's Joker or jo- Todd Phillips's Joker is going to be a, a Elseworlds series. I remember he was talking about that too. Well, do you remember I predicted that? You did. You've said well, that a couple which McCullough ago. Yeah, and this and, and it makes sense, and it's it really it really is cool, and it really makes sense. So you're able to to oh my shit, my laptop's about to die. Keep talking to you, <laughs> but. I think that all these things happening is, is going to be really, really amazing. Like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of Booster Gold. Um, I think that if there could have been a character that we could have on the roster, I would have loved to have them have Martian Manhunter. Um, I think that we got cheated by not having them in the Justice League movie. You know, even if it was the the theatrical cut or the Snyder cut. Oh, well, we had him in the Snyder cut. But I feel like having him have more of an impact in the movies would have been great. Um, but just seeing him, if they if they were to take Martian Manhunter and just use him now, you could have, you could still have him play a brother. You could still have him be a cop. And you want to do some like real big detective work. John Jones is your man. And I feel like- had What not, saying? I'm sorry. I was saying, um, I was just uh, <laughs> letting everybody know while you went to get your charge with that. I feel that instead of having Booster Gold, we should have had John Jones. You know, even though we had him on Supergirl, but I feel like a darker, true detective or, you know, detective kind of story. Because John Jones is a detective. If you guys have read the comic books um, from his first appearance back in the, what, the 40s, 50s to now, he's been a detective. You know, and if you're trying to do all these detective shows or, or these noir series, bring John Jones. I mean, they're only doing one detective show in a sense. Yeah, but, I mean, with the Green Lantern drink, I feel you. But it's just like, I feel like there's other characters. Like, you didn't have to have Booster Gold. You really didn't. Watch. I would I would have preferred... A couple years movie. later, you're going to be like, oh, Booster Gold, my favorite show. You fucking drunk. But I will say that... um, Or another character, I would have I preferred a Hawkman show. You could have made that like an Indiana Jones type of thing, since he's an archaeologist. You feel me? But yeah, that's just me. I, I, I just, feel you. And again, we also have to remember that this is just a small piece of the first chapter. So we don't know what else we might get come the summer. Because I, I feel like they're also going to have some things to say at Comic-Con as well. Oh, big facts. If only we but, um, there. Going back to Elseworlds, yeah, like they said there's, there's room for other filmmakers to come in and sort of have these very interesting one-off takes on the characters and different unique approaches that that may if maybe they have a strong idea for it, they're open to it. So you know, like I said, like to some singer, Joker two, uh, the Batman, which is not going to be called Batman, the Batman Part two, which comes out October third, twenty twenty five. So we officially have a release date for that. That'll be also under DC Elseworlds, and it's also been confirmed that the Tanahasi Coach Superman movie produced by J.J. Abrams, which I thought was dead, is apparently still being developed. That's also going to be under the DC Elseworlds Thank banner. God, that's good. So yeah, well, so we'll have the two, but which is good. Which another thing that differentiates themselves from Marvel is to have 
those those things. You know what I mean? They could do a Marvel can't. Like if, oh, I want to do an R-rated, I don't know, Scarecrow movie or or a poetic movie about the love relationship between Wonder Woman and whatever the fuck. I don't know. They just, like, you could, if you have some type of idea, you could really come in and potentially get a made of DC under the Elseworlds banner. And I like that, you know what I mean? Because they're not shutting things off or turning filmmakers away. So I think that's good. And it's also something I wanted to notice earlier about, um, I was talking about there's a, a writer's room been assembled for uh, some of these DC projects. So, uh, so we have Christina Hodson, who wrote Birds of Prey, and she wrote The Flash. And she wrote an unproduced script for a Batman Beyond movie star, Michael Keaton. She was the one that wrote that. Remember we heard about a Batman Beyond movie? Yeah. She was the one that was pitching that. Cool. We have, um, who was the lady I read earlier? Who's developing Waller? One second, sorry. Her name is Kristen All Henry. Kristen All Henry. Actually, let me find the complete list. DC writers run. Sorry, guys. One second. I want to make sure I get this this list correct. But um, yeah, they're these guys are really working. These guys are really getting it together. I'm excited. Very excited. Oh, this is going to be great. I know, like, the combo fans are happy, but I also think um, some of the, uh, you know, people who just generally like superhero movies are kind of just like, oh, this is interesting. And then I won't lie, it is a very interesting kind of starting point to go from Superman to something as random as the authority. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm so let me. I'm sorry. Let me. I'm trying to find that list because I, I did forget some of them. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, looking up in all these articles, but I can't fucking find it. But uh, yeah, Kristen Ol Henry, Christina Hodson. Uh, we have Drew Goddard who did this movie called Cabin in the Woods. Um, we have actually Tom King is part of the DC writers room. So maybe he'll write his own that Supergirl movie that he did. I would be interested in seeing how that would go. Yeah, so he's he's part of it. So he's and he's been doing cryptic tweets talking about him right doing a project for Hollywood. So it is very possible that maybe that's what he was talking about. Maybe he's already writing the script or maybe he's working on a different project. Maybe he could be doing Batman. Who knows? What I was looking at too. Um, I was on Twitter today as things was unfolding, and did you see the tw- uh the it, what was trending, the fire James Gunn because some people are upset with how he's laying things out. To be honest, I don't really give a fuck because they've been saying fire James Gunn, at least on, on what I've seen on my Twitter, literally since he got the job. So it's it's literally like who the fuck cares, like and it, before this before he even did the whole. Here we go, like you know, here's what we're announcing. Um. Sorry, here's what we're announcing. They've already been saying fire James Gunn, so it's honestly kind of like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> I don't get over it, guys. Like this is what it is. This is what the fuck it is. This is what we're dealing with. This is what we're going on with. Yeah, you Snyder's know. not coming coming back. I'm sorry, <laughs> guys. It's not happening. We're not getting Justice League Part 2 and 3. 
we're not getting the Batfleck movie. Although they did say they want Ben Affleck to come and direct a DC movie. They have to find the right project for him. But we're not getting Ben Affleck as Batman. Like, that's not happening. Oh. So it's just just take it as it is. You know what I mean? But it's also it's also worth noting that James Gunn also spoke about the movies that we're getting this year. He said he said they're all pre- they're all very good. He said Shazam. But it, it's what's okay. I'll start this off by saying he kind of made it interesting by saying that he didn't say that they were done with. He he just kind of said like what they could kind of lead to and how they kind of fit or don't fit. So he was saying Shazam kind of always exists in its own kind of kind of world so it's almost like it's not part of the old dcu he said the flash straight up just reboots it just reboots dc and it's in it so they could use the film to sort of be their jumping off point and he said blue beetle in a sense is in their dc universe and he said uh aquaman and the lost kingdom sets up their um dc universe yeah was, so that's interesting but then, which also adds like more confusion because it's like, okay, so what are you gonna do? Everyone's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. But then also like it's like I was like, all right, so it's are you keeping Jason? Yeah, are you keeping Jason Momoa? Because people are like, oh, maybe he's switching to Lobo and Aquaman's over after this movie. You know what I mean? But then they were talking about how Aquaman sets up their universe. So again, there there are clear questions that that definitely need some answers because I think we're all. A little bit confused. I'm a little bit confused, you know, because if so, it's just like, well, you're keeping Jason Momoa, but, you know, Henry Cavill got the short end of the stick or, you know what I mean? So I think, I, I think honestly, we'll have a clear idea by the end of this year. Because obviously you can't say, oh, this is the last Shazam movie or this is the last Aquaman movie when those movies aren't even out yet because you have, you have to promote these movies. Yeah, and you don't know what the the numbers are gonna be. So you yeah, can't. and and fans today kind of suck because they're just like, well, why would I see this if it doesn't lead to this or set up this or do that? You know, and what I mean? so, it's not even about that. We need to get into the to the mindset of this is for us to enjoy. Because exactly. goddamn, goddamn, fifteen twenty years ago, we didn't have this. We were exactly you, shit like this. Because do you remember when we were younger? We had the every now and again we had a a fucking X Men movie, a Spider Man movie here and there, a Blade movie every couple of years, uh. The losers, yeah. And we like, you know what I mean? Like, we live, we are so fucking spoiled where we could talk like this. It was like, well, what does this lead into? What does this lead into? Like, Nick, shut the I'm fuck just up. Ha- I'm just happy we have these, this, this, these projects. Like, let like, me exactly. enjoy Like myself. you said, when we were kids, we didn't have this. We, we really didn't have this. So, for this. my message to fans is: see these DC movies that come out this year. Even if they don't lead to anything, go to the movies to enjoy them, to enjoy them for what the the stories that they are. And should maybe they carry over? Who knows what could happen? Cool. That's if fine. Not, I'm cool with that. If not, off. then it's been a pleasure. I will see Zachary Levi off. I will see Ezra Miller off, even though if I'm sure he's not coming back because he has some things. They have some things to take <gasps> care of. Excuse me. His pronouns are they, them. Yeah. They have some things to take care of. Uh, I, I'm starting to get vibes that we will see this Blue Beetle again, the way James Gunn spoke about it. But if if it's a one and done, sure, whatever. Thank you for your service and thank you for your hard work. Yeah, and 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 if it's a one and done, I mean, not one and done, but if this is the goodbye for um, Jason Momoa's Aquaman this year, thank, thank you for you. your work. You know what I mean? Like, see those movies. Don't be like, what am I going to see it if it... Well, I hate that it's, shit and then it's so like when... fucking entitled. 
but then here's the other thing is like, well, if you don't go see this, then that kind of hurts us because then they're going to be like, well, this shit is not selling. Yeah. You know, and one last thing, but do you remember when we was kids, we always talked about having like a comic book superheroes channel. <laughs> and now look, it's like, damn near you get, you can go on Netflix or, or Disney or, or freaking um, HBO Max and just have all that dedicated, bro. We we was ahead we, of our time, bro. We live in a wonderful time, man. We really do. And I really hope fans just kind of just sit back and say, ah, you know what I mean? Like, because sometimes I thought about that, you know, and I think everyone's all spoiled. That's and that just sort of going away from DC. But like, I remember when Black Panther was coming out. Word on the street for months was that Doctor Doom was going to be in Black Panther too, and he was setting up the conflict between Wakanda and, and Talokan, Atlantis. Yeah, and then when people found out that he wasn't in it, they're like, "Oh, you know, why isn't there no end credit? Or what does this lead to? I'm a little disappointed with the movie. Shut the fuck up and enjoy the movie for what it is." Word. And that was me because even I came in like that was oh. I think Doctor Doom's in this one because, like, Doctor Doom's one of my favorite fucking villains. So I was like, I was like, how you feel about Doom is how I feel about Vader. Like, I was like, let's get it. And then, like, you know, it didn't happen. I was like, all right, that kind of sucks. You know what I mean? But then I still got the movie. I'm here for Black Panther. I'm here to see Black Panther. Like, like, because there are just some people who just like go to these movies and like, uh, they're just like waiting for the end credit scene or they're just waiting for those little Easter eggs that lead to the bigger universe, which is cool because those shits are exciting. But just remember, sit back and enjoy the movie. So that's my word to all the fans, guys. Please sit back and enjoy the movies that we are going to get this year. Um, I will say that I'm not going to lie. like The the lineup was a little odd, but I'm excited. I'm cool that we're getting these things. And I think they're really going to just fucking go for it. I mean, honestly, as they should, as they should, because how many James Gunn's a proven commodity. That's a fact. A proven artist, that. proven creative. Sorry. How, how many? How many Batman? And I love Batman, but how many Batman properties have we had? How many Superman properties have we had? We have never had a Green Lantern TV show. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have ne- the last time you've seen Booster Gold outside of in the, in the live action round was in Smallville. Small yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Waller. The fact that you're getting ready to go into the the political and. and and entrepreneur, not entrepreneur, excuse me, the, you know, the uh, political and espionage and the spy world of the DC with Waller, you know, as, as you're talking and I'm thinking about it, it's like, damn, like you're seriously world building and I should be more excited, not, not be like, damn, Booster Gold is coming in. Like you could have chose anybody, but Booster, I would have chose, I would have preferred Plastic Man before Booster, but you know what I mean? I'd take Booster over Plastic Man. I know, but I, I mean, I, I, I just, but it's it's one of those like damn cal you know and you're right we have to enjoy this with the movies that's coming out life is so short we're all dropping like flies man let's, let's i remember seeing this late i was like i gotta do everything i can, I can. To exactly you remember when john... i have to see that brave and bold movie bro, bro you remember when john schnepp used to say that shit he's like yo i gotta i gotta keep going for this movie like you know the batman is coming out with ben affleck so you know i gotta do this and it's just like damn we yeah. starting to sound like schnepp and it's is I know this is probably like the, the second or third episode that I mentioned about this man. And yo, we did not know John Schnepp, but in a sense, he kind of he really pushed our geekdom forward, you know, more forward than we thought was possible. Yeah, he really um, helped influence us, man. It was somebody like we would call each other, hey, did you watch Schnepp? Come on, and you know, and just 
Collider Heroes, baby. Yeah, right. You know, RIP to Collider Heroes because, man, and all the guests that they had just always seemed like they were so knowledgeable, not just of what's going on in the in the big screen and the small screen, but also what's going on in the literary pages. And I've always appreciated. I can appreciate somebody that's like that because I feel like I'm like that, like myself. And then when you can sit down and find somebody that can talk storylines, like, oh shit, um. Man, I I miss watching him. You know, I'm damn. I'm, I might just have to go back on YouTube and and see if they still got the old Collider Heroes episodes. They they, I believe they do because I've gone back and watched certain things that Collider used to have. But um, on all these things, like even things like I won't I won't lie, like things that I didn't expect. I expected at least one kind of weird choice, but he kind of did a couple of them. Like yeah, I thought the, the authority. The the authority was weird. Uh, Creature Commandos is weird. Swamp Thing is a little weird for it being a part of your first phase. But I was like, the way like people have now embraced Guardians of the Galaxy or other obscure Marvel characters, I'm sure they'll do the same thing with this, where people will fucking love Swamp Thing. And he knows he's, the formula. He has the formula. Yeah, and he's every single movie he's done, I mean, the, comic book-wise, has been a box office killer. Like... And then same with Peter Serafin. He's produced the Aquaman film, and Aquaman's made a billion dollars. He also did D- Shazam, right? He produced Shazam. He too. did Shazam. I love Shazam. I love Aquaman. Aquaman's like one of DC's only billion-dollar movies. So, I mean, they, they've assembled a great team, and I just say, let them cook. Let, let's see what happens. You know what I mean? Let's wait a little bit. Like, I just... I've seen some negative reaction. I've also seen some very excited reactions. But, you know, let's... Let's see what happens, and that's that's what I'm gonna say. So I feel that I definitely feel that. Um, so guys, we're gonna be posting this episode between tonight and tomorrow. More than likely, I'll probably put it up tonight. Um, you guys know where we at on Instagram. Word to the blurred on IG. Yeah, definitely hit us up. Um, we it's kind, kind of, of funny us- to talk about when you're gonna post the episode because as they're listening to it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Where it's kind of yeah. like, hey guys, I'm gonna, you know what I mean? It's not like we're doing it live. I don't know. It was just funny to me. <laughs> yeah, because it is January 31st. You know, probably you know, I if I put it up tomorrow, um, but more than likely I probably put it up tonight. So it'll be up by tonight, January right. 31st. But guys, be on the lookout. We love you guys so much. Thank you for rocking with us. You know, you got two episodes in the week. You starting off strong, baby. It's word to the blur. This is what we want to do. Also, guys, um, we're I mean, you heard me t- talking about YouTube. You know, once we get our schedules together and we get some things together, you know, we're gonna try to build this out, try to build like a little community. Cause I know uh, a friend was telling me about Discord, so we can do a Discord if you guys want. Maybe we can do like watch alongs if you guys are interested. You know, hit us up on like I said, hit us up on the on the Insta, on the gram, or even on our personal Instagrams if you know us. And follow us as well. You know what I mean? Hit us up. Give us suggestions. Give us feedback. Like I, I know we say this a lot, but I really do would love would like to hear from you guys in terms of, hey, I like this, or I like it when you guys talk about this, or I would love it if maybe you guys mention this, or maybe change this. Like I'm very open to listener feedback. You know, because we just wanna we just wanna get better at this thing. So thank you guys so much for your support as usual. Yeah, man, we love you. Um, check us out. Word to the blurred on IG. And guys, be safe out there. And plus, it's about to be colder in the mug, so stay warm, all right? Much love to y'all. Warm. Much love. Peace.